Resilient Solutions, Episode 10, Two Secrets of Success Discovered in Ancient Literature. If you've been around any time at all and you have any awareness of what's going on, you know that the internet and emails are bombarded with things to do to be successful. If you do this, if you do that, if you do this, you'll be successful. Well, for the first nine episodes of Resilient Solutions, I focused on facing the various fears that entrepreneurs, ministry leaders, and other people face as they want to move forward in their life. As I mentioned earlier, I'm really excited today because today I want to share with you two secrets to success, two secrets that you need to get ahead in your life, two secrets to really fulfill that call that God has in your life. Well, I'm so glad you're with us today. My name's John Thurman, and you're listening to my Resilient Solutions Shortcast, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. Glad to have you today. Let's jump in. Well, hello, and thanks so much for joining me today. This is episode 10, and I'm excited about it. That's a real milestone for people in the podcast business. And this is just the beginning of good things to come. I'm excited today to share with you the two secrets of success that have been discovered in ancient writings. Up to now, we've talked about the various fears, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of criticism. And these are things that hold creative people, hold ministry people, hold pretty much everybody back from making changes in their life. Be it a new book, a ministry, any number of things, fear holds us back. And yet to get ahead in life, to do anything in life, we have to be able to deal with fear in a way that's dynamic, kinetic, and forward-looking. Otherwise, fear will steal our dreams, keep our self-esteem low, and cause us to doubt ourselves over and over and over. Well, there are two secrets in the scripture, two things that can really make or break you. And the thing I love about Proverbs is that the truth has been around for thousands of years, yet is as practical today as it was the day it was written. What is this whole idea? What are the two secrets? Well, there's two words, and those two words are basically diligence and intentionality. That's right, diligence and intentionality. For our purposes, here are a couple of definitions that might help you out. Intentional means deliberate, calculated, intended, conscious, willful, or purposeful. Basically, it means you're purposeful, you're intentional, and you have an end in mind. Diligence, on the other hand, is a learnable skill that combines creative persistence Smart working effort, properly planned and rightly performed in a timely, efficient, and effective manner. And both of these things are contingent upon having an open mindset, believing that you have the power that you need in you to do what you need to do to make things happen. You see, I believe the Lord has wired us this way that he doesn't put dreams in us that we can't fulfill. Now, truthfully, those dreams need to be God-inspired and God-fueled, but we have to take action and make things happen. Have you ever noticed how we as humans look for the path of least resistance? I mean, let's face it, we're all a little lazy. But there has to be a mind shift here. There has to be some things happen for you to be clear and pursue the life that God wants you to have. You have to embrace change. You have to be willing to be intentional and be diligent about what you're doing. Well, the scripture is pretty straight up about what you'll gain if you're diligent and intentional. And by the way, if you'd like the show notes, it's basically my blog. And you can go to johntherman.net forward slash blog and look for the two secrets. And that will give you the details of what we're talking about today. So let's take a quick look at the benefits of being diligent and and the benefits of being intentional. First of all, 
you will gain an advantage that others don't have. Secondly, you'll be in control of the situation rather than the situation being in control of you. And if fear is what's holding you back, you'll be able to see that fear, face that fear, manage that fear, and use that negative energy in a way where you can turn it around and use it to thrust you forward. The next things that Proverbs tells us that if you are diligent and intentional, you'll experience true fulfillment. Have you ever noticed how we're just bombarded with commercials on TV? You can find the right man or woman, have the right house, have fulfillment, dreams fulfilled, have status and all this stuff if you buy this and if you do this. Well, Americans are so hungry for things. Matter of fact, we have more debt and fewer savings than we've ever had in history because we're out trying to buy happiness. And yet so many people don't find it. Proverbs 13.4 says, The appetite of the diligence is abundantly supplied. So the idea is if we're being diligent and intentional, we can have things we desire, but we have them with the right perspective. The next thing that Proverbs tells us that you'll get if you're intentional and diligent is you'll obtain the respect and admiration of those in authority. The next statement that the Proverbs make is that if we're intentional and we're diligent, will attain the respect and admiration of those in authority. There are tons of stories in the scripture about this, and there are tons of illustrations through history. And the truth is that if you are diligent, you're pursuing excellence, you're making right choices, you open yourself up to be noticed by others in an appropriate way. The next trait of people who are learning to be diligent and intentional is that your needs will be satisfied. Those of us who are diligent and intentional and deal with life issues in their chosen field of expertise will achieve enough material success to satisfy their needs. And not only that, to satisfy their needs and take care of their family, but to help others. The next idea or concept we get from Proverbs is that as you live a diligent, intentional life, you'll experience ever-increasing success. Because it's not about you. It's about how you can serve others. It's about how you can bring out the good in others. And one of the principles for the universe is, as you give, you'll receive. The next trait of someone who's diligent and intentional is that your efforts will be profitable. Proverbs 14.23 says, In all labor there is profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Success can be had by anybody. Now, success as I define it is not how much money you have in the bank, but really I think as a a person of faith, for me, a definition I like of success is the measure of success is simply the ratio of talents used to talents received. It's basically, what are you doing with what you've got plus who you're becoming? Are you a growing, maturing person of faith? Whether you work in business or in Christian work or as a day labor, professional or academic, if you're a growing Christian, using a significant percent of your talents you are successful. And they're all good. And like I said, you can read more about them on my blog. So what happens if you are not diligent? Well, there are two pretty sucky things that happen. Number one, if you fail to be diligent and intentional, you'll always be in an insurmountable disadvantage. You see, hardworking, intentional people put in the time and effort to plan, prepare, and perform with excellence. After all, the scripture says, no matter what you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Those who are not diligent and fail to prepare, plan, or perform will either experience an arduous journey or do a face plant and never really reach the potential that's there for them. Once again, in Proverbs 21.5, Solomon says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty surely comes to poverty. So, first thing that happens, you'll always be facing insurmountable challenges. And secondly, you'll be ruled. 
I don't know anybody who likes living a life that feels out of control. We hate being controlled by others, by events, and by fears. And Solomon warns us that the hand of the diligent will rule, but the slack hands will be put to forced labor. Do you ever feel like you're in forced labor when you're paying off all those credit card debts? Those are some of the positive and negative things that happen as a result of being intentional and having diligence. So what do we need to do? How can we turn this thing around and make it work? Well, let me give you just a few things you can look at. And once again, you can read the whole article at johntherman.net forward slash blog. So what can you do to bring diligence and intentionality into your life? Well, number one, wake up and smell the coffee. I saw a video years ago that was called The Dash, and it's what are you going to do with your life from your start date to your end date? That's The Dash. Basically, here's what you need to do is where am I now and where do I want to go and what do I need to do to get there? So if you're wanting to tighten this up, if you want to be more intentional and diligent, here's what you need to do. Number one, wake up and smell the coffee. Don't be asleep to the realities around you. The clock is ticking. You had a start date when you were born and you have an end date when you die. What are you going to do with that dash in between? You see, one of the reasons I believe it's important that we deal with the life that God gave us is the clock is ticking and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. That's why it's so important to deal with fear, stress, worry, and those traumas that might be holding you back. Wake up and realize that you can bring that you can bring intentionality and diligence into your life by a simple decision. As you take these powerful, faith-filled steps to push back against fear and get in the game, your opportunities will be multiplied. You just need to assume responsibility for your life, your attitudes, your values, and how you spend your time, and tweak accordingly. The second thing you need to do is define your visions. What's your dream? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And what steps will it take to get there? Number three, scriptures filled with this is you want to effectively partner. You need a Paul who stretches you, these folks from, the, from a faith background, you need a Paul who will stretch you, you need a Timothy who you're training, and you need a Barnabas who will walk alongside of you. Whatever your endeavors are, you need someone who can speak good things into you but can hold you accountable. So number three is effectively partner. Number four is pursue wisdom and build your life upon it. Have you ever noticed there are three types of people in the world? There are people who make things happen people who watch things happen, and people who wondered what just happened. What type are you? My hope for you is that you'll be a person that makes things happen. One of the things that holds us back is we lose hope. We lose our dream. You see, hope is the underlying principle for all change. People change because they have hope. If they don't have hope, they will not change. Proverbs twelve thirteen says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. So what happens when someone experiences deferred hope? When a person loses their dream, the joy of living becomes replaced with the mere act of surviving or just getting by. The down will spiral from joy to sustenance into depression and ultimately despair. Unfortunately, no one I know aspires to live this way. My personal observations of people who've lost hope is that A, their why wasn't big enough, or their dream really wasn't a dream, it was more like a daydream or a wish. And my experience is a lot of people think they have a vision, but there's no action. So what they really have is a daydream. 
So as we wrap up today, I really want to encourage you to become more diligent and intentional in everything you do. Getting that book written, that new ministry, that new business, that new idea. Be diligent and intentional. You'll be amazed what happens. Also, if you struggle with fear, fear of failure, fear of success, some of the things we've talked about, you can get my book, The No Fear Entrepreneur at Amazon. It's available in the audiobook, Kindle, and paperback. And finally, if you'd like the notes from today's shortcast, just go to johntherman.net forward slash blog and look up two secrets. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. It means a lot to me. I'd love to hear from you. Any comments or questions or suggestions you have would be more than welcome. Well, I'm John Thurman reminding you that this is the day the Lord has made and I will make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. God bless. Thank you.